What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show, beating the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great week out there, uh, trying to stay safe in this very volatile market. Uh, markets are continuing to go down, uh, especially after uh, this FOMC uh, statement that came out uh, by Chair Jerome Powell. So in this episode, we're going to be breaking down some of the things that were said and how it could affect your portfolio and also some deals that are out there in the market. So first, let's talk about what is FOMC. Uh, it stands for the Federal Open Market Committee uh, and is a branch of the Federal Reserve System, or FRS, uh, is determined, uh, that determines the direction of monetary policy, uh, specifically by directing open market operations, or OMOs. The committee is made up of 12 members, the seven members of the Board of Governors, the President of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and four of the remaining 11 Reserve Bank presidents uh, on the rotating basis. So understanding uh, what the FOMC is, the 12 members of the FOC uh, meet eight times a year to discuss whether they should be or whether there should be any changes uh, to near-term monetary policy. A vote to change policy would result in either buying or selling U.S. government securities on the open market to promote the growth of national economy. Members of the committee are typically categorized as hawks, favoring tighter monetary policies, doves who favor stimulus, or centrists slash moderates who are somewhere in between. Traditionally, the chair of the FOMC uh, is also the chair of the Board of Governors. Uh, the current chair of the Federal Reserve is Jerome Powell, and that's who um, made the statement uh, today. And he was sworn in uh, February 5th of 2018 and is serving uh, a four-year term. Powell is considering, uh, considered a moderate. Uh, other Federal Reserve board members, including uh, Lael uh, Brennard and Michelle Bowman and Christopher Waller, uh, three seats are vacant as of January 26, 2022. Uh, the vice chair of the FOMC is also the president of the Federal Bank of New York, a position currently filled by John C. Williams, uh, who took office June 18, 2018, as the 11th president of the chief executive officer or CEO of the second district Federal Reserve of New York. So that's basically what they do. They help create monetary policies. Um, and so these are very important because they helped the direction of the economy. Uh, so you have different forms of trading. Uh, you have day trading, option trading. Um, you have long-term investment. Uh, one thing that kind of supersedes that is Fed statements. So when the Fed makes a statement uh, about the total market, it really affects the entire economy. So uh, that'll be your 401k, IRAs, whatever stocks that are out there, it definitely affects it. Um, and so when the market agrees on these statements, I think it's a good path forward. You'll usually see the market have a bullish upward trend. When the market disagrees, you'll see it have a bearish downward trend, which is where they kind of reject the policy um, because they don't believe that it is the best path forward for uh, the country. And so currently, uh, as it stands, we are starting to see some bearish downward trends uh, after the statements that Jerome Powell made. Um, and so just going to go through a breakdown of some of the things that uh, were said. Uh, so facing both turbulent markets and raging inflation, the Federal Reserve uh, indicated it would soon raise interest rates for the first time in more than three years as part of the broader tightening of historical easy uh, ease monetary policy. In the move that came a little surprise, the Fed's policymaking group said quarter percentage point increase of its benchmark short-term borrowing rate is likely forthcoming. Uh, it will be the first rise since December of 2018. 
Uh, Chairman Jerome Powell added that the Fed could move on a more aggressive path, uh, stating, I think there's quite a bit of room to raise interest rates without threatening the labor markets. Uh, Powell said at his post-meeting news conference, uh, after being a strong, after beating up strongly earlier, the major stock market uh, averages turned negative shortly following uh, Powell's pronouncement. Uh, the committee statement came in response of inflation running at its hottest level in nearly 40 years. Uh, though the move toward less accommodative policy have been uh, well telegraphed over the past several weeks, markets in recent days have been remarkably choppy as investors worried that the Fed might tighten policy even more than expected. Uh, the post-meeting statement uh, from the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC for short, uh, did not provide a specific time for when the increase will come, though indications are that it could happen as soon as March meeting. Uh, so they are going to be meeting again in March. Uh, the statement was adopted uh, without distance. Um, so without inflation well above 2%, and strong uh, labor market, the committee expects it will soon be appropriate to raise the target range for the federal funds rate. Uh, and this is what a statement uh, that was said during the meeting. In addition, the committee noted the central bank's monthly bond buying will proceed uh, at just $30 billion in February, indicating that uh, program is expected to end in March, as well as the same time that rates increase. Uh, there's no specific uh, indication uh, after the meeting, that the Fed will start to reduce bond holding that will have uh, bloated its balance sheet to nearly $9 trillion. Uh, however, the committee released a statement uh, outlining principles for reducing the size of balance sheets. The statement is uh, prefaced with the notion that the Fed is preparing for significantly reducing the level of asset holdings. Uh, the policy sheet noted that the benchmark funds rate is primary means of adjusting the, say, the stance on monetary policy. The committee further noted that the balance sheet uh, reduction would happen after rate hikes start and be in predictable manner by adjusting how much the bank's proceeds from the bond holdings would be reinvested and how much would be allowed to roll off. The Fed's announcement uh, that it will soon appropriate to raise interest rates is a clear sign that March rate height is coming. Um, and then the Fed's plan uh, to begin running down its balance sheet once rates begin to rise suggests that an announcement on that could also come as soon as next meeting, uh, which would be slightly more hawkish uh, than what we expected. Markets have been anxiously waiting the Fed's decision. Investors have been expecting the Fed uh, to tee up the first multiple rate hike. Uh, in fact, are pricing in more aggressive schedule uh, this year than FOMC officials indicated uh, in December outlook. Uh, at the time, the committee uh, penciled in three 25 basis points move this year, uh, while the market's pricing in four hikes. Uh, and this is according to uh, CME's Fed Watch tool uh, that computes probabilities through the Fed's funds uh, futures market. Uh, traders are anticipating uh, a funds rate by the end of the year of about 1% from the near zero range uh, where it currently is pegged. Fed officials have been expressing concerns lately about persistent inflation following months of uh, insist that the price increase were trans, uh, transitory.
Consumer prices are up about 7% uh, from a year ago, the fastest 12-month pace since the summer of 1982. So uh, basically, inflation is just running rampant. Uh, you've seen it everywhere. Just wherever you go, prices of normal goods like household goods are going up. Prices of gas are starting to go up. Uh, you see prices of just everything that you use in your daily life are starting to go up, which is affecting uh, a lot of companies, uh, you know, ordering parts. Uh, has become more expensive. And then on top of all of that, we still have the shipping crisis uh, that has not been completely solved where items just are have uh, large, large lag times uh, in forms of trying to get them to their destination. Uh, so the durability of inflation has caused officials to rethink the strategy uh, that has uh, produced the easiest monetary policy in Fed history. Central Bank slashed its benchmark uh, rate to a target of 0% to 0.25% in the early days of the COVID pandemic and has begun buying billions of dollars in treasury and mortgage-backed securities each month. Uh, Chairman Powell said part of this will be uh, the Fed moving away from very high accommodative policy to substantially less accommodative policy and over time to a policy that's not accommodative. Uh, the bond buying back uh, or the bond buying program, uh, sometimes called quantitative easing, uh, has brought the Fed's total asset on its balance sheet to nearly $9 trillion. Uh, Powell said the Fed will wait uh, a few months, then probably start allowing some of the proceeds of its bonds holdings to run off uh, each month while reinvesting the rest. Uh, as things stand down, the Fed reinvests all of its proceeds. Um, and so definitely very interesting uh, moving forward, um, you know, make sure you look at the markets. Uh, these statements, like I said, again, do affect uh, the markets. One thing is, you know, the inflation uh, is going to be a problem. I think it's going to persist for at least all of 2022. Hopefully in 2023, we don't go into a recession. Hopefully the problems can be mitigated in 2022. Uh, but it is a large ask, uh, in my personal opinion. So, uh, getting rid of the shipping crisis, that's one item on the balance sheet uh, that's got to be fixed. Um, you also have uh, trying to fix the market itself, which is down. Uh, that's another thing, which can be helped by uh, Fed policies. But ultimately, these are results of just the Fed printing a bunch of money in 2021, which helped out a lot of people. Um, but it also, you know, these are repercussions of the Fed printing out all that money. Now, the stimulus money. It's not still in the economy. Uh, I truly believe the stimulus money is gone um, and people are you know, going back to their normal lives. But there's still a lot of hiring going on. Uh, there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of jobs that are hiring um, in all different sectors, all different fields. Um, but there's still uh, a lack of workers. So, um, you know, that's something to consider as well. Uh, with all the shortages, it's definitely going to hurt the supply chain issues um, and, you know, inflation itself. So uh, a lot of uh, sectors, especially the semiconductor sector, uh, companies are starting to see prices start to go up uh, like crazy um, with long uh, lead times on a lot of items, which are going to slow down projects um, that companies are working on. And they're also going to slow down uh, production of a lot of items. So uh, the semiconductor you know, issue itself and supply chain uh, is going to affect the economy. And I don't think that's something that can be fixed in one year. Um, and so even if inflation goes down, uh, you know, I think the semiconductor uh, sector as well as the supply chain will be something that's going to continue to persist um, going into 2023. So 
Uh, that's just my projection on it. Uh, I think companies that have taken advantage of trying to mitigate those problems by ordering a lot of things in advance, uh, stocking up. Also, you know, if they can find ways to mitigate their supply chain issues, um, those are going to be things that are going to be helping. Uh, you know, companies make a lot of money. I think companies that uh, have already mitigated those issues um, will be very beneficial uh, in the 2022 and beyond. And so definitely going to be an, a new outlook on the economy in general, uh, but going to continue to look at these Fed policies as they continue to roll out um, and as they continue uh, to try to taper um, and fix this uh, quantitative easing. And so we're going to be looking uh, at the, or waiting for the next FOMC meeting that's going to be in March. Uh, now, just bear in mind, again, the market did crash in March of 2020. Um, and so that was something to look at. I don't think there's going to be a complete crash in March again, uh, but we are still looking at all these monetary policies that are going on. I think if the Fed is not telling people what they want to hear, uh, we could potentially see another market crash in March again, uh, reminiscent to the one that was in uh, 2020. So hopefully this helped you all out. Uh, just tell you what's going on in the market, uh, especially with FOMC. Uh, I know when I saw FOMC, you know, I'm not an economist, so I didn't really know what that was. But definitely looking into it, understanding what they're what they're doing. There's definitely is a large ask uh, of them to try to fix the situation. Um, you know, no one really expected COVID um, to happen or to have such an effect that it did. Um, especially when it was first starting. Um, and I think, or I believe the Fed did uh, everything they could in their power to help try to mitigate that situation, uh, especially with helping uh, with the stimulus. Now, eventually you did have to cut the stimulus off. So I think this was all something that uh, a lot of investors were going to see that was going to happen. Um, and so trying to fix this or clean it up afterwards is going to be a large task. Uh, but hopefully uh, the Fed will have a plan uh, to mitigate a lot of these issues uh, instead of sweeping them under the rug. So good luck to everybody there trading. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.